I just realized I want my stopwatch. My stopwatch. <laughs> Without my precious numbers. <laughs> God, that's how you sound. <laughs> that's you. That was you. Oh, my math. Oops, I bet my math. <laughs> that's what you sound like to us. Long ago in a distant land. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. I'm Andy. And today, blowing the dust off of uh, the ancient tome in the library uh, because we are looking back at some old shit that we've done (laughs) already. Um, We are actually doing our very first Patreon special. So you've probably heard us talk about Patreon before and launching our awesome Patreon um, and how great it is. Um, And we have done a listener poll from our patrons. And so they have taken... Um, we put out a bunch of different shows that we've seen before. And what was sort of our logic with, with that? What were we kind of thinking with that? Well, we, 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 we talked for a little bit about wanting to revisit something that we had already, uh, already done a little bit of, done a little bit of polish on, uh, but not too much, right? Like we didn't put Digimon on the poll, for instance, where we we, watched a ton of that. 30 episodes Um, into that or whatever. Right. But like things that we had kind of given a little smooch and then walked away from. Uh, not yeah, like, like James maybe Bond some... Jr. or. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like kids. James Bond does with his famous smooching and walking away. He does also do that. Yeah. Yeah. So so we had we had some some options on there and uh, this ended up being the one that people wanted to vote. And, you know, I think it's because I think it's because DuckTales rhymes with, you know, you can put cuck in there. And everyone likes when I say the word cuck on the podcast. I it's hate like, that. Oh boy! I actually, I'm getting live. So we're, we watch cocktails. I'm getting live numbers from our Patreon. Our, our numbers are dropping. Actually, the, we're now we now owe money. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, we we did have actually we did have two winners um, mm. on the poll. Um, we also Freakazoid. It was a two way tie between Ducktales and Freakazoid, and we just felt that we had done. Freakazoid pretty recently, and I think we will we will definitely be coming back to Freakazoid in the future. So you are heard there. Uh, we will come back to it, but for now, we felt like focusing on Ducktales um, will really kind of give it a little more of the respect and the the review we wanted to give it. So uh, we are doing a Ducktales special today. Yeah, Ducktales, and we watched more of it because all we ever what, how, what did we actually watch last time? Which and to be clear, I just pulled this up. Last time we watched, we watched DuckTales. the first three episodes of their five part movie premiere movie pilot. So it was kind of an odd sampling, and this time we uh, did a little yeah, bit more of a a little bit more of a uh, specific focus on Ducktales sure. because we were what we were also doing with that first special in our very like. Our first special with uh, Patrick Sagan yeah. as well. Yeah, um, that was September of 2017. A long time yeah, ago. Yeah, long, long time ago. Things were very different. Um, <laughs> uh, we were also kind of comparing it to the new DuckTales show uh, because it had come out very recently. And 
it was free on YouTube and we could kind of, <laughs> you know, compare, compare and contrast and sort of look at that. And I think the, the jury's out. I mean, I watched a lot more of that DuckTales, the new one, and it's great. It's good. Um, I need to see more. It's a bunch of it's up on Disney plus I have to check that out. But, uh, you know, we wanted to focus more on the original, the OG. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, yeah. I, I never really watched a ton of it when I was a kid, actually. It was just one of those pieces of media that, like, everybody seems to know. And because everyone seemed to know it, I felt like I didn't have to watch it. Does that make sense? You were pretty edgy as a small child. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just mean, you know, like, it was it was already, like, fully in the zeitgeist. And everyone knew what DuckTales was. And so I kind of, like, I, I was doing Turtles more. At the time when I was dipping back into the 80s content, I was much more interested in Turtles. Uh, I picked the episodes today. Yeah, blame um, Austin. This is Austin's yeah. fault. <laughs> no, I well, so I wanted to find just some quintessential DuckTales episodes. And since I do a lot of two parters, um, we wanted to just kind of get some one offs. And so I did a search for like the, some of the top rated episodes of DuckTales and sure, sure. some of the first two were once upon a dime uh and send in the clones and uh it's funny because i looked at that separately and then they each dealt with the same story element which is scrooge mcduck's first dime and so it kind of felt like a natural pairing to put these two together sure yeah and uh you know what <laughs> they they don't actually share that much dna i would say uh these these two but they, but it is it is kind of funny i mean they they are they're they're definitely both about the time but i think they're about as different as two episodes of this show might even possibly be yeah, yeah no totally doubt. totally so i suppose maybe not unlike scrooge mcduck mm-hmm. uh, standing atop his money bin mm-hmm. it might be time mm-hmm. to dive right in yeah, yeah. <laughs> life is like Solve a mystery or rewrite history. DuckTales, Every day Okay, welcome back. It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays. We're still doing this show. It's still DuckTales. And Austin definitely, you know, he may have picked the episodes, but he definitely dropped the ball on giving us a theme for this episode. So I don't really have it's any dimes. fun way the to take it. The theme is in. dimes. Ah, the theme is dimes. I thought it was Whoa. dusty old tomes. The march of dimes. I, I guess you're right. It is dusty old tomes, or old dusties, as I think <laughs> we once called them when an episode Rory wasn't involved in. That is established in canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some old dusties. Uh, so okay, so we we watched this is this is the episode that we watched. It's called Send in the Clones, and it's a technically episode six. Isn't I'm not, it's it's unclear. I don't know that we need to break Are down exactly the uh, the the oh, air order scandal. Rory's trying to protect you, dear listener. I'm from trying to protect you, dear listener, about, oh. from a from a diatribe about how how accurate Wikipedia is. <laughs> Where are the clones? Austin can, Austin's trying to put a theme in on top of me talking right now. Uh, sort of a, <laughs> so why don't you hit us with that nops, dude? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But Austin was hit singing, and you were telling nops. me how to. Everyone begins seeing double when magic a dispel gets Don't the Beagle Boys. Don't you love boys farce? To... Oh, my fault, I fear. Sake. 
One who keeps. I'm so jet lagged. Yeah. I cannot deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so out of my ability to deal. <laughs> okay. Uh, everyone it. begins seeing double when Magic and Dispel gets the Beagle Boys to help her steal the number one dime, disguising them as the nephews. Can the nephews expose them before the dime is stolen and before Mrs. Beakley loses her mind? Don't bother, they're here. I quite enjoyed this one. I thought yeah. it was quite a bit of general farcical uh, fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I would classify this episode as the sort of the goal to reach for a episode of a cartoon where they sort of do a fun thing like body switching and then explore mm-hmm. the concept to its like highest level and really yeah. feel like they've gone and done everything that they've promised and beyond. Totally. And I feel like everything that they established as like, oh, this could be a fun element. They do. And they go there. I So I, I know you can you can usually use a lot of not usually, but you frequently can use a lot of the same uh, terms to talk about like music as you can about writing or other types of art. I mean, like you can you can engage with art in a similar ways across across the board. But like I th- what you were saying, Austin, about like the way they explored things made me think about because uh, I watch a lot of like YouTubers who talk about like video game music or other sort of like weird <laughs> music theory nerd shit. And they talk about like finding motifs and like expanding on them and playing with them and and sort of, you know, recombining things and just sort of exploring one idea and diving into it rather than trying to like blast a million ideas at once. And mm-hmm. I really do appreciate the way they've done that in this one with all of the the like body double stuff, because it there were a lot of different configurations of people being with people who they didn't think were those people. And they did it in a, in a number of ways that like, I, I don't know, I was just surprised by the, the, the difference in, the, in how they made that happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, a really quick digression on those like musical theory videos that you watch. I did watch uh-huh. one of those videos and I scrolled down to the comments and the top comment was from Andy. Um, <laughs> I just need the world to know that. Um, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's telling the truth. He does. He does watch those videos. I do um, frequent. And he, po- <laughs> and he posts photographic evidence. <laughs> yeah. I just like to um, engage with my content creators, okay? So totally. what I love the most about this episode comes the twist when uh, Huey and Louie and Dewey come home. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they they are there are now clearly there are now six six of the twins in the house and there's the sort of like general farce hijinks that yeah. ensues with everybody else in the house. But what was fun was how they figured it out, but also completely didn't. They spend the whole episode <laughs> thinking there's an alien invasion that it that they're they're doing um invasion of the body snatchers yes. while everybody else is doing a farce and it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. well, and if you want to think about Again, the way that everything that's brought up gets used, um, the whole setup is that the boys want to go out to a movie. Um, mm-hmm. They want to go see a movie, but Uncle Scrooge says, oh, but but this reporter is going to come over today and do this like story on our family. And it's very it's just Barbara Walters. It's Webra it's, Walters. It's Webra Walters. Duck Week magazine. And she yeah. shows up doing her speech impediment, which feels 
now kind of mean spirited, but I mean it does. Know, but it, it, more than it being mean spirited, it feels like an incredibly lazy impression of Barbara Walters. Hello, Webber Walters from Duck Week Magazine. My, don't you look spiffy, Mister McDuck? Trying to impress me? Yeah, and when they say like, "Well, Miss Walters," like that's just Barbara Walters. Like you can't, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not Aiden, hiding behind parody there if you're just saying Miss Walters. Pun the, you didn't pun the last name. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just her then. Um, she just exists in this universe. Um, but there's there's a funny line. I, I'd like to drop it where the boys are able to con Uncle Scrooge out of some cash to go <laughs> it was see good. the movie. Because oh, yeah. how about if we go to an early matinee? Yeah, then we'll be back in time to tell the reporter how our nice Uncle Scrooge gave us money to go to the movies. And enough money for popcorn. And money for new bicycles to ride to the theater. Fucking rad bikes. <laughs> yeah. And I do like the idea, this sort of running thread, that the boys have sort of some shrewdness to it. You know, that they are, yeah. they're not just like doe-eyed troublemakers or whatever, or sweethearts, and then Scrooge is the money guy. They also have some, you know. Some, uh, some capitalist spirit. <laughs> some yes. capitalist spirit yeah uh, totally although i i will say that in this episode the trend continues of the three boys being uh kind of a single character in a way totally. that i don't yes yeah i don't think that ever that ever ends yeah no. i mean that was a big thing we talked about again two years ago when we had patrick on uh with with not really like aside from the color you can't tell which one is huey dewey or louie like you just can't right um, yeah. I think Huey's the red one, right? Mm, sure. Yeah. Who even knows? Yeah. Louis green. Louis green because he's like Luigi. There <laughs> are ways to do this sort of like buy or in this case, try character, like try headed character in a way that is good. They don't have to be entirely like uh, dynamic characters on their own. Right. Like I think of Flight of the Concords, for example, as a show that. Uh, takes these two people who are, for plot purposes, entirely yeah, they're interchangeable. But you're you're right. But within that, they've got their own kind of ticks and choices that make them make them much make them fun, right? Make yeah. them unique. Right. And so yeah, whatever scenario you're in, it's not like oh, it's Louis. I don't like Louis. <laughs> it's like no, it's it's one of those great boys. Yeah. Um, and, and what's this one gonna do? God, we love those three boys. The thing that they did well in this one, and I, I can't say how how often they will fall into this trap or not, but they didn't in, the, in these two episodes we watched where they did fall into it in the first ones is the boys don't spend too much time just yakking back and forth to each other. So that mm. makes them a much more palatable kind of uh, tripart character. That's true. Cause you don't have like the food one who always, I mean, there's a beagle <laughs> yeah. boy who's the food one, but you don't have like, all right, well now Huey needs to get in his thing about how he yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Know? For the most part, they don't, they don't talk to each other very much except as needed. Yeah. Right. Totally. I mean, the obvious later analog would be the, the Alvin and the chipmunks, right? Yeah. where they definitely have three different characters, but I also don't care for any of them. So totally. Sure. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> Which gets back to my point. I was like, treat them kind of like they're one character and don't just make them sit in, in a room talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And in this one, in these two episodes, they were very good at that where it was quite annoying in the, uh, 
ones we watched a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so the boys go off to see a movie. They they see Invasion of the Quacker Snatchers. Uh, we don't see them watch it, but we just see them sort of leave and come back. But during that time, Magica, who is Magica Dispel, who is this great villain. Um, I guess. It's June Foray. <laughs> June Foray does such a great job with her voice. She's legendary. This, like, but Yeah, I mean, it's this vague European... First time Scrooge ever made. It contains the psychic vibrations of every deal, every decision, every dollar Scrooge has ever made. I, I, I don't know. She's fun. I'm on board, but I'm not on board. It's one of those things, Andy. They they just, in 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 the same breath almost... Literally told you the name of the movie they're going to be aping. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, this is just not a place for subtlety because it's it's Disney, which is already this low, low brow. And uh, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I thought I like her as well. I think she's funny, especially liked her playing Mrs. Beakley. And oh, it is. Yes. It is a comedy thing that never gets old to me is characters in the show having to play other characters. It's Mm -hmm. like you get you just it's just fun. It's just good old fashioned fun. Yeah. And and I love I mean, I I feel like we've said it out loud, but I'll I'll restate it. The, the, The main action of this is that there are people looking like other people and it gets progressively more confusing as yeah there's the, six the... to eight people <laughs> some of who look like each other kind of walking around trying to pretend they're not and, and uh or... and then sometimes they think like 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 oh we're all the in-group of the fake ones yeah but like there's one real one in the mix and the real one is super confused <laughs> and like you know like that it just i don't know i love the way they played with that it was really yeah. fun and as you said when 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 magica turns herself into mrs beakley it's not like their voices change i mean i think that's no. the, the most fun is that they don't their voices none of their voices change and so she just rather than trying to sound like mrs beakley she doesn't even give it a second attempt it's just <laughs> Magica doing her Eastern European voice and yeah. just looking like Mrs. Beakley and confusing everyone. But doing her best to kind of behave like Mrs. Beakley, right? Like that was mm-hmm. it wasn't, yeah, they don't do voices although they do kind of, the the Beagle boys start pitching up, right? To sound like <laughs> yeah, them. They yeah, to sound yeah like... they try. <laughs> but uh, but the Beagle boys, the Beagle boys largely are really bad at this. Like yes, they're bad they at are. everything. Yeah, um, and they are they're trying to get in they're trying to get Scrooge's number one dime because Magica wants to use the dime's like incredible <laughs> energy to fuel her uh ch- her necklace and that like talisman infused with the power of Scrooge's, Scrooge's dime, dime will help her rule the world. Um which is like <laughs> fine. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Um got it. The Clear one goal. dime to rule them all. Yeah, she wants it. And it apparently has some magic in it. And that's that's kind of fun. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's <laughs> I mean, if you look at this from a from a dispassionate angle, I mean, there's an evil duck sorceress and her like pet man crow trying to steal a rich ducks. Like, oh, the coin. crow, the crow. It, uh, <laughs> his name is Poe. He's clearly supposed to be an Edgar Allan Poe raven. Yeah. And he just shares such an unfortunate likeness to a mistake they've already made at the same fucking company. Yeah, it's Disney's fault entirely because of everything Disney has already done for the last, you know, 40 years before that. And uh, and so there are associations to be made. However, this is 
you know, it's clear that they weren't trying to do that. I mean, they're yes. not actively doing it, but they're also not trying to visually differentiate. Yeah. It's just, you just don't, you just, as Disney, you just don't get to put hats on crows anymore. You're, no, you don't. You don't it's get just, to do it. It's just off the table. Yeah. But like, it's, it is, it's weird. Cause it's like, it's, uh, it's Magicka's brother, I guess. Like for a second, I was wondering like, what the hell was going on with this, like this crow that talks like a man. Uh, but it's it's her brother, and we don't get any information whatsoever on how he was like transformed into a crow, or which why is she fun can't to me. I it. typically love that kind of n- not explaining the things that don't need it. Totally, mm-hmm. just allow allow it to be allowed magical to be magical. But uh, for uh, example, uh, just explain a first dime, and then later, sixty episodes later, you can do a story about how they got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny, funny how that works. Um. Were there any were there any moments in this one that I mean we can't really go over the plot like beat by beat uh, on this because I mostly it's, it's enjoyed, so frenetic. I mostly enjoyed some just some fun little lines, some fun play between the 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 characters being each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I also liked I liked how it reaches this sort of this ultimate this sort of ultimate conclusion, this ultimate gonzoness when after all of this sort of polymorphing has has boiled to a head. Then they've like been polymorphed so much that people are turning into dragons and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so there a is a, a switcheroo that happens once uh, one of the, the boys gets lumped in with the other Beagle boys and gets taken back to Magicka's lair. And that's when he reveals himself and they get into this like potion fight. Uh, <laughs> that's this sort of God, really kind funny. of an unexpected cool act three where. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of disappointment that I had at the start of this episode where I was like, this is one of the top rated episodes, because when your intro shows you going to space and going to like ancient Egypt and exploring time travel and dinosaurs and all kinds of shit, it's like, we're just going to run around the house for 20 minutes and like, Uh oh, okay, that's it. Uh, But again, they do everything so well and they explore the concept so well. And then. Once they've done all the body switching stuff, they go beyond and then like do even more switching, like take that again, take that magic element of transformation and just keep taking it up and up and up with. Yeah. Yeah. Dragons and and monsters. And yeah, it's cool. It works really well. Yeah. I mean, at one point, someone uh, one of the Beagle Boys gets turned into a bull. And then, of course, they have to do, you know, it's Disney and old school cartoon stuff. So somebody has to be a matador all of a sudden. Um, and do the whole matador routine. And, uh, one of them turns Huey into a little bird. It's kind of cute. Like, I mean, he's already a bird. He's a duck. I guess that's, that's, that's something I hadn't really been thinking about, but he turns into an even smaller bird. Uh, (laughs) but then there's, uh, there's a fun, I mean, I, I saw it coming, but I'm also a very smart adult and I'm not the target of this show. Um, but Scrooge comes, he shows up with all, you know, everyone shows up in the same spot and He's like, let the lab go, and I'll give you my number one dime. What are you talking about? You don't think I'd keep my real number one dime out where anyone could steal it, do you? You mean this is phony? Personally, I wouldn't give you a nickel for that dime. And she totally buys it and swaps the dimes and gives Huey back and they leave. And of course, he had a fake one or just a regular old dime. And now he's gotten the real one back. And I guess with her doing magic with a regular old dime, it causes it backfires. her place to explode. 
<laughs> like yeah. she lives in a giant she lives in a giant sphinx with her own face on it and she <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think she says it was mount vesuvius she does say mount vesuvius before but then she's clearly in the sphinx but her sphinx it's like a yeah. volcano sphinx uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know you have those <laughs> this cartoon basically invented cartoon logic it's you know just god and it, and it works a uh, part of the craft thing that i really enjoyed with this episode too is the way that they layer on the madness the way that the chaos kind of comes in gradually um is done really super well where first the boys are gone and it's just the beagle boys come in and they're dealing with uh, mrs beakley and there's some chaos there the reporter shows up and then mm-hmm. suddenly it's the reporter and scrooge and beakley and the three boys and then webby uh oh yeah webby um and then the three boys come back and then you add them into the mix and then so magica becomes boys. then magica comes in becoming mrs beakley and then throw her in the mix and so all of this just this like clockwork um, yeah, and it's it's all conspiring farce. to make make Scrooge look bad in front of the reporter too, as like yeah, side effects yeah. of all of the hijinks. Like he, he mm-hmm. it keeps like they keep walking in on the worst moments. It's funny. Yeah. It's very which funny. does lead of- into the other the other uh, you know thing in this episode it, because you know because I I have to I can't let Disney off the hook for, I know uh, for anything. <laughs> I know you can't because I they they are a, they're a they're a corporate monstrosity gobbling up everything in their wake. But it's so funny, not haha funny, but like, uh-huh. this is the second time they've doubled down on a joke they've already gotten in trouble for that uh, they go for this weird Indian joke, this weird Cowboys and Indians joke uh-huh. that is completely unnecessary to the comedy that's happening around it. Yeah, They oh, just yeah. throw it in there and are like, look, this wasn't offensive before because we put it in again. <laughs> Like, I don't I don't get how they're trying to justify the use uh, of it. Like, it just is 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 obscene, both in its literal content, but it's it's inability to read the room. I know. Yeah, I mean, so Scrooge. Yeah, the reporter walks in and they have the Beagle Boy tied up, but it looks but it, like but Hue- it lo- it's Huey. Huey. Or, yeah. And Scrooge is like, oh, no, we were playing Cowboys and Indians. It does, you know, a upsetting sort of a, <laughs> a, a whoop noise. That's, yeah, you know, it's <sighs> it just doesn't age, you know, didn't age. Didn't I age mean, well. it, but it, it all, that's what I'm saying. Like this, this is the second time they've tried to kind of like stick the landing on shit that they've already been busted for. It yeah. didn't age like Pan Peter Pan has already been out and already was, you know, an issue then. Uh-huh. So like <laughs> this, this weird did like get in trouble for new things and I can cut you a little bit of slack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they, I'm sure they will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hey, let's go to a sponsor. Let's do it. Andy, yes. Uh, I know how much you love toys. I Tell do me love about toys. It. I'm a real monster about it. <laughs> yeah, you're a toy monster. Uh, well, it's really exciting because our newest sponsor is a toy. And it's a toy that you know, but with a really exciting twist. So can you tell me about the Ken doll, but with realistic parts? I can. I can. <laughs> and it's, it's honestly, it's been a long time coming. Uh, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, the, the Barbie company has had some real uh, fan requests for this. Um, 
I bet. Not entirely sure what the age is um, <laughs> for oh, the demographics of, of, of who's been requesting uh, the Ken doll, but with realistic parts. But it's here and the market, the invisible hand of the market has has made a jerk off motion <laughs> and has dictated uh, we must do this that we must do this and it's actually selling really well so um but you know just trying to get the word out that ken now has has real parts and and this is this is super like important i think is to understand anatomy and to understand also that ken just really has that has a powerful <laughs> hog i might understand they put a uh, they put a real butthole on him too they did oh. yeah i mean it's it's all there it's all there um, from 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 tip to caboose. Um, it's all in there. And and part of this actually is a narrative decision. Um, as far as just understanding the real sort of thread of why Barbie and Ken have been together for as long as they have um, this, you know, we're going on what, like 80 years or something of being K. Um, yeah. And I think people haven't really understood Barbie's true motivations and part of her sort of Part of her attraction and her continued, you know, passion with Ken is just that incredible hog that he's got uh, just <laughs> rocking out there. That's smoking hot wiener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And so once you can once you can really get a peek at the kielbasa that's that's hanging out to dry, um, <laughs> you'll know kind of what why she's doing it. And then it's it's sort of empowering when you know that, like, she's she's deeply satisfied i think um <laughs> by by what ken has brought to the table and, and left just plopped it on the table um and you know everything else you know uh, told that's a move women really respect yeah you can sort of infer <laughs> from there obviously if it's a trusted friend like ken then yeah i mean just like really heave it up there um slap it on the kitchen counter yeah on the on the kitchen playset. Uh, if you will. Um, so what this does mean, though, is that they also you have to go and buy new outfits for Ken that sort of make room. Yeah, uh, you had to order special pants for him on the Internet. <laughs> yeah, the old the old sort of smooth, formerly Ken doll crotch. They don't they didn't have any sort of like accommodations in them. Um, so unless you want to just see him he just wrecks them like a Hulk. Yeah, he sort of shreds through it. So um, you do will you will need to. So that's part of their money making strategies. You need to go back and now you need to buy Ken some sort of adequate pants to to conceal his thunder. So um, now, how does fun. the anatomically correct real Ken doll uh, become aroused? I'm told that's a feature. So um, what this is, is sort of um, they've built the circuitry for it. Um, but you need to use your parents' car keys to turn in the back to rev him up. And so that way, maybe kids don't necessarily see um, anything they're not supposed to see. And they're not dealing with an erect shaft, which is like, <laughs> it just felt better to, it's like, yeah, I mean, this is natural, but like, they shouldn't see like a real, you know, flagpole. Um, and so if you can use your parents' car keys and twist them in the back and any any car keys will do, but you need to, you know, you have those car keys. So this is a, a sort of parental control that's, feature. I mean, fun and so fact, the, the, that's how it works for me, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Your parents' car keys. 
<laughs> twisted into my back. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to our uh, awesome season four mid-roll uh, that we do <laughs> occasionally. Um, so we are popping in here just to remind y'all about our Patreon. And I know this is our Patreon poll episode, so you're obviously aware of it. But you You've can already also, heard the P word a number of times. <laughs> you've heard it spoken, I believe. Um, but just, you know, you can also let your voice be heard and, and influence what shows we will do for certain specials um, every every once in a time. And um, so be sure to be sure to check out the Patreon to go to just go to patreon.com slash Tuesdays and sign up Fork and take over a your hard earned cash. We want those green Washingtons. We want those fun old guys on their fun money. <laughs> this is how we get our first time. <laughs> this is how is we it. get our first time. Oh, we uh, already have. It's true. Yeah, we've got a couple times. Uh, well, nobody's given us dimes yet. So, <laughs> well, we we have we have somebody who has given us their dimes. Uh, our newest uh, patron. Oh, that is the that is very true. We want to thank Anna for uh, being our latest patron for January. So, um, and we're we're thankful to Anna for her support. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. And you know, as always, there's there's other fun things about the Patreon. There's some extra content. You get episodes early, but you can look at the website and figure all that out. We don't overstay my welcome here. This is already a Patreon episode. Well, if you're somebody who likes to pack light and you need to loot, you need to get some of the get some of those paper money. Paper's made out of paper's heavy, and you can you can <laughs> lighten the load in your pack pocket substantially. Uh, just by giving us a little bit of money month after month after month. (laughs) (laughs) We're happy to assist with that. just gotten so much dust i've got <laughs> dust all over my sinuses from breathing hey. deeply these old dusties from being in a library filled with these fun old books that's our patrons I, dust so have a little bit more respect well speaking oh. speaking of all that respect i've got for dust for dusty <laughs> things uh here, here's here's a here's a big here's a long one here's a real mm. here's a real dune of a, a dune of a tale it goes a little bit like once upon a time, DuckTales number Wait. 61. Once upon a dime. Once upon a dime. I how I could I almost left a joke on the table. <laughs> Scrooge tells the story of his number one dime. Scrooge tells the story of how his number one dime got his fortune started. Bang bang boom. That's the uh that's the synopsis. And, <laughs> wow. Uh, I could barely listen to that whole thing. It was so long. It was so long, I had to cut my toenails. <laughs> As I sat here reading it, you sat under the tree and found Nirvana like the Buddha. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know that I've ever watched uh, another episode of a cartoon or a show or whatever that was essentially just one long, fast-paced montage that I also enjoyed. Like that doesn't seem like something I would. I enjoy. didn't love this one, but uh, but regardless, yeah, it is just a kind of uh, series of short stories. This it has some fun in it, but yeah. Uh, I didn't like it once it clearly had hit the formula of like, so mm. that's how you got rich? Well, no, not yet. You mm, know, yeah. but like the first couple stories I was really I was really vibing on. Uh-huh. This was the uh, top rated DuckTales episode, according You're to kidding. as like a single episode. Um, this was a consistent fan favorite episode, which is why I I picked it. There's some um, there's some there's some solid chuckles in it. There's also some. Un, there's know. some honking no good no good nicks as well yes there's definitely yeah. some no good moments uh i i don't know it's just it's uh it's a weird it's a weird format and also again being a very 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 smart adult that's way smarter than all kids i i knew what the quote-unquote punchline of this episode was going to be which is essentially oh no i wasn't i didn't get rich until i had a family to share my money with you know like of course that's how that this episode right. was gonna end right like I, and I don't know. I guess I can't fault Disney for being schmaltzy, but uh, <laughs> but that's fun. There there is a fun qualifier to that because he does take them for a swim in his money bin. Like we, he's he also, does. He also <laughs> it's it's not lost on him that he's also fabulously wealthy. Yeah. Right, right. You can't ever forget uh, that. No. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put this as my top rated Ducktales episode. Um, but I think the reason why people connected with it is if I was somebody who is because they want to be rich. <laughs> yes, the yeah American exceptional exceptionalism, and if they you know everybody everybody's a millionaire who hasn't gotten it yet. <laughs> I thought they kind of did a fun walking back of like you know the American exceptionalism where the reason Scrooge McDuck's comes out comes out to America as it turns out is because he got a dime. From a from some sort of a, a American traveler and couldn't yeah. spend it in Scotland. So <laughs> that joke is so funny to me. They, they that is it. super they, funny, and they they, they ring that twice. bell a couple times. Yeah, it's good. It's such a good bell. It's so funny because later on, when he actually starts making money, he sends money home to McMama and McPapa, and they're like, "But how can we spend this American money?" <laughs> <laughs> god it's funny it's super funny um i think though i think maybe the reason why people enjoyed this episode is if they were watching 60 other episodes of ducktales and none of them finally you know went into scrooge's backstory it's kind of a like if you're playing the long game if you're like oh my god they're finally going to give us the history of Scrooge and how that deep Scrooge McDuck lore. Yeah. And so I think that would be exciting for people who just saw sort of day to day stuff. And I guess in a pre anime world, this is exciting. Yeah. uh... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anime was invented in 1998. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I fucking mean, you piece of shit. It's just whenever Akira came out, right? Which actually yeah, lines totally. up pretty. pretty it does well. line I was up. gonna, I was gonna make that joke, but I thought better of it. I thought I would be, I thought I'd be lampooned for once again bringing up my one thing. Akira. <laughs> Rory sure does love Shakira. Oh no! Oh. I've been, I've been gotten. He's just able to cook these up, and I and I and I walk right into him every week. Those hips don't lie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. That's the formula of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's me making all the bullying zingers against you. That's how this works. Well, if 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 uh, if that's what we get bullied for is is knowing that Akira is good, then I guess call me call me a big fucking nerd and bully me about it. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, we need to talk about this episode. Um, yeah, let's. So Scrooge wakes up and sees that it's kilt day. It's also it's also dime polishing day. Um, <laughs> they coincide. They do coincide. I laughed pretty hard at that. Eh. Yeah. I also like that, like, clearly Duckworth has it on his calendar, too, because he walks in and is immediately like, happy time polishing day. <laughs> yeah, he's got this uh, stiff upper lip excitement to like, I know what day it is. Yeah. Uh I mean, again, just a little tiny, like, 10-second lip service to the fact that he's got a butler named Duckworth who is not a duck. He's a dog. Not a duck. No. Definitely not a duck. Um, but also, this this starts, uh, I don't know if it's troubling, but, like, it, it was very jarring to me, this, like, episode-long constant bell that they keep ringing about how people make fun of his kilt for being a lady's skirt. Okay. There yeah. are, there, so... it's, it is bad and it doesn't age well there were a couple times i thought it managed to play as a good joke it, it did like once or twice you are not wrong but most uh, of the time it's just someone being most like, of the time it's, it's it's a sort they, of weird dumb xenophobia they, yeah. they hit it so hard that it starts to just feel like pointedly malicious in a certain it does way. which like, which was why which was why by the time that so they, they've been just doing these these over the top you know like you said pointedly malicious jokes Pretty often, and um, and so when when he walks into the gold mine and it's just immediately kicked out and they shout no women, I, <laughs> I chuckled because it's been so blatant and over the top that just doubling down on the blatant blatancy and over the topness really yeah. worked for me. Also, when yeah. he flashed his ankles <laughs> to get a free ride, and it wasn't yeah. like a dude, it wasn't a some no, pervy it was a woman. dude. It was a both of those were pretty funny moments. I enjoyed that yeah. moment. Yeah, it was kind of a nice where yeah. yeah, when he sort of leans into it and maybe you know, maybe it's a good like sport about sort it. Of, is a good sport, or maybe he's like a little gender fluid or whatever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> and the world just wasn't ready for him yet. Um totally. And you know, he and had also, to endure a lot of a lot of uh hardship and abuse. But there is there is one moment where I think the show tries to be like, see, we're not making fun of you, where uh, like he he essentially he gets this is this is actually a very silly and funny sequence where he gets arrested. Yeah. Uh, what was his crime again? It was basically it was for, for wearing, wearing a dress, a dress in, public. in public. And it's like this is where I start to get like, God, what the fuck are we doing in this episode? Uh, and he gets arrested and he gets thrown in prison. But then. At his uh, at his trial, uh, the the defense or the 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 prosecution is like making all these cases, and it's just the police officer again about how he's basically just dressing like a woman out in public, and the judge finds or like puts the policeman in jail because the judge is Scottish too, and he lifts up his this judge's outfit and there's a kilt a, under there. But this was this was a kind of a worse version of the joke that they should have been making, I think. Uh-huh. If you'll allow me to rewrite it really quick. I thought it was funny that the judge already wears robes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I thought first, I thought yeah. first when he just reveals the robe, it's like, oh, that is kind of like a gown. You just fucked up, buddy. That, and we're like, oh, that's right. He judges wear robes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then the fact that he flashes him, he flashes his under, his underneath, and it's another smaller robe. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a weird, like, hat on a hat thing. That Yeah, in a way that could have been funny, too, if you played it that way. Like, there was if there had been a, a joke. Of, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm on the same page, Austin. It was, yeah. it was, it kind of no, took a little bit of steam out of the whistle for me. Yeah, <laughs> and it it definitely, it felt like they were trying to be like, look, you know, the voice of the show, like, the, the voice of the show is that the kilt is dope, you know? And, the, like, all the times we poked fun at it were, like, you know, that's just the characters poking fun at him. But it definitely is the show doing it, too. Yeah, 100%. Here is the critique that I've, I've given Disney this critique a number of times with uh i think with ducktales in specific uh you listening uh, walt are you listening walter is um <laughs> a kind of clever joke like a well like a well-timed well-executed good joke that they then kind of lamp like that they then kind of uh make too obvious after like they make the joke and then the obvious explanation comes ex- immediately after yeah yeah yeah, they and that's the sort of thing. It was already funny when you showed the judge with his with his robes on, and then you flashed. You just flashed. Uh, if you didn't get it, here's an extra. You, let me explain it to you. Yeah, yeah. So I do want to go back a little bit. No, let's let's step through the the like two the the various segments of this. So we uh, so initially the the story of the first dime is told because Huey, Dewey, and Louie have actually taken away his lucky dime. And mm-hmm. replaced it with a quarter, and it is their lucky quarter. And by their logic, it kept coming back when they were putting it in like a machine for and Ducky Kong. Yeah, for Ducky Kong. And then, <laughs> uh, by their logic, it is two point five times more lucky than his dime. And yeah, uh, it, it's a couple funny bits. I don't really get the the whole ex- execution of this of this scene, like. Just because they don't ever, there was never any reason that they made that switch. Like they didn't think if if they were doing it to give him more luck that wasn't telegraphed. Yeah, it just felt I, like it, a, it, it just felt like a dead scene to me. It was also weird in the context of the first episode that we watched, which was sixty episodes ago. Yeah, which explains that he definitely loves that dime. Where he yeah. fucking loves that dime, and he'd do anything for that dime. They ought to know. <laughs> These stupid little kids. The end result, though, is that Scrooge gets real cranky and is like, listen up, kids. I'm going to tell you exactly why this time is important and why it's super great. Um, and so it goes back to Scotland and he was a young lad and playing the bagpipes. Getting like into his, electric bagpipes. Yeah, getting into electric <laughs> like Bob bagpipes. Dylan, like Bob Dylan, like Bob Dylan going electric. <laughs> uh-huh. And his um, I guess his father was also a pipesman as well. <laughs> And the funny twist here is that he's so bad at bagpipes that his father is ashamed in his artistic <laughs> son and tries to push him into business. Instead. It's a fun. It's a fun reverse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It is really good. And I actually hadn't thought about it that way. Uh, maybe I wasn't really turning my brain on yet when I was watching this episode. But that that makes total sense. I like that. Yeah. I, I, so so he has to like his his initial foray into business. This, this is one of the funniest things. His June foray, yeah. Uh, this is one of the funniest things in the episode to me. I don't know. I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but he his first idea is like he walks straight into a bank and goes, "I'd like to be president of this bank." <laughs> <laughs> and like, man, if it only worked like that. Which was but on like, this. I didn't. This was again some 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 like joke some joke structure that I was I wasn't really getting at first. I thought he was trying to not get hired so he could go back to bagpiping. 
Mm. But it sounds like the joke was that he just thought the world was going to, you know, was right. going to be made of his oy- his own oysters for him. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like he already had the soul of a rich person who thought he could just waltz in and take everything that he needed. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he was poor. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It, I, I mean, that part of it played, and it was kind of funny to me. Where but it had the stink like, of it had the stink of rich people telling you, like, that's not, you know, like how yeah. to how to make it, how to get rich. Don't no, be, I don't mean, be an entitled little poor person. You have to. Yeah, you know. I think what they're trying to show is a character, some sort of character growth. Of yeah. like, Well, I yeah, thought I want, I thought right. everything was going to get handed me, and now instead, I had to work. I actually had to work I, my well, ass off to get this but, money. But that's the that's the thing. But though, he doesn't. That, he constantly like, he strikes doesn't. gold. Literally, he yeah. doesn't work hard for the actual things that get him rich. He lucks into them, and I guess we can thank the lucky dime. I guess, but like yeah. he doesn't. His riches don't come from the hard work. The hard work doesn't actually pan out. Like the only thing that you can see in this episode that he actually worked for and turned into tangible benefit was him mining for gold in the Klondike, and like. Okay, but <laughs> I don't know. It just it definitely it felt like it was talking out of both sides of its mouth with with its message. 100%. Like dis- classic Disney style with a, a rich apologism. It's worth mentioning he got the dime from a a shoe a shining a shoe and and the shoes were basically caked in mud and he so he had to like chisel to the point them. that they, to the point they were like cement shoes. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had to chisel these these feet and and reveal the diamond in the rough and then he gets his dime and Mm -hmm. and again like we said before it's a american dime so he has to go to america in order to spend it um (laughs) so funny and then uh after a series of things he goes to he goes to prison for wearing a dress Mm -hmm. um for the kilt and then he meets you know the judge uh scotty mcgillicuddy so he gets off scot-free and runs Uh, off to the bayou (laughs) yeah to his stinky stinky uncle catfish (laughs) (laughs) catfish that's a i think that's the phrase of the day i know we don't do that but it definitely is and this is i think the third time we're going to talk about uh cartoon writers getting way too deep into contract law oh my god oh my (laughs) god yeah I I couldn't follow it. I had to pause it and rewind twice to figure out what the fuck was. Well, going there was a on. dispute about the freight lanes <laughs> <laughs> and how estate law works. Yeah. Oh my god. Colonel Cornpone went to his reward owing me money. The plantation is mine, you crazy Cajun. Oh, Manosha, that belonged to moi, and I got the freight lanes to prove it. Well, my freight lanes say it's mine. Poppy Coke is mine. Mine! Oh, you ribbit me the wrong way, Monsieur Catafish. And that's that's what yeah. it boils down to. But the way they explain it goes into way too much detail. It's 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 almost as if there's an assumption that everybody at Disney has inherited money so frequently <laughs> that the discussion of how inheritance works is commonplace. Yeah, we can I, just kind of nod and smile through that. Everyone kind of, uh, yes. we, all, we all know how this one works. <laughs> I I would also put this moment of as soon as he gets to Stinky Uncle Catfish um, <laughs> is when the episode kind of goes off the rails here. Yes. Um, it's following this sort of fun fairy tale kind of structure. This like. It's like Princess Bride, right? We come in and out of, yeah, these, out of yeah, these stories. Yeah, in and out. But suddenly we meet Catfish. Suddenly they're talking about contract law and corn pone. <laughs> And then a frog, this, you know, old man ribbit monsieur 
uh, he's Cajun a French frog. frog. I so, know yeah. it's a little bit distasteful, but I just love this Cajun frog so much that I, I just kind of forgive it. <laughs> yeah, it's just where we're, we've met, we've heard about three characters, contract law and a riverboat race in about 20 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. And, you know, where everything was kind of more methodical and following Scrooge before. Now it's just kind of crazy. We're entirely literally off the rails. And and ironically, later in the in the episode... There is a literal off the rails. I, sorry, yes. I should have said we are metaphorically off the rails where later in the episode, we literally see the episode is off its rails. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's another there's another like uh, a joke about his kilt that was I, I, I don't know. I can't really call it subtle, but it was subtle enough that I kind of appreciated it where just casually old man ribbit calls him mademoiselle. <laughs> right. Like, and nobody right. says anything about it, but it's just like continuing this like admittedly frustrating thing of everyone just assuming he's a woman because he's wearing a kilt but like it's i don't know i thought i thought at least that one was fun because nobody even called attention to it like in a world of disney humor where everybody calls attention to everything twice in a row yeah totally Mm -hmm. right yeah Yeah, when they finally um, let when they finally let one just kind of breathe it's uh very refreshing yes (laughs) even if the joke is distasteful i was happy they let it do its thing so uh at this point it's just it's he's off to the races, basically. They, I mean, literally, they do a, a riverboat race. They do. Um, but Uncle Catfish, when they win and they use some Scrooge's like suspender invention, it's the second time he's used suspenders to create something wonder, wondrous. And they win the race. And but Catfish is like, oh, no, I get all the money for this. And so once again, you should have Scrooge read that contract more closely. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and so he runs off to the Yukon. And mm-hmm. and does the gold rush situation where also I had a really hard time with the timeline of this. Uh, it's very clearly like old times with the Beagle Boys are. Well, yeah, just they're, they're kicking it's, just around. It's, it's floating Same around age. kind of strange. Yeah. At the beginning in Scotland, it seems like he's from some sort of like fairy tale, some fantasy village. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then when he comes to America, there is a shot of him. In what I think is the car Kennedy got assassinated in. I thought that too. (laughs) I definitely felt that vibe. Oh my God. Which has a kind of morbid fun. Like if you don't know anything about American culture that you would have, that would be your kind of exposure. That's the, you know, that would be a thing that was entirely global. Yeah. Yeah. An open top convertible going through. (laughs) God. But it definitely looked like it definitely looked like the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> yeah. So he gets uh, the gold. Then he's in yeah. the 1910s when he gets to America. And then he's in the Yukon Gold Rush, which I think was the 18 somethings. Yeah. 1860s. Totally. Uh, yeah. So it's. And, and, and like you mentioned, somehow the Beagle Boys seem like they're adults when Scrooge is young and they're still around and their mom is still around when Scrooge is old. And like, it's, yeah, it's it would have been fun unclear. if it was like older different beagle boys or some other yeah, variation like, like of yeah, or if it took kind of a big fish uh vibe and was a little, like we started to actually doubt the quality of the narration going on uh-huh. mm, yeah mm-hmm. but as far as we know fun. this is an entirely accurate representation of Scrooge's <laughs> history yeah uh, uh so to speed the speed through the, the the last chunks uh he gets some gold from the klondike And then he wants to invest it. And so he kind of gets screwed over by someone selling him like Oklahoma timberland. And so he buys this land that he thinks is going to have a bunch of wood, but he doesn't know how to get there. So he buys a train, but then there's no train tracks. And so he buys 
the services of a bunch of people to build railroad tracks in front of his train so that he can take his train all the which way to Oklahoma. Which is fun, which is fun. Um, I, and then I did enjoy he gets it. there and there's no trees and he goes to just bury his dime because that's all his assets and all the miners are angry uh, or the the uh, the, the workers, the railroad the workers. Worker, yeah, the railroad workers are mad at him. So he goes to bury the dime and then strix, strikes oil. And yeah. so now, Which is too bad they fucked up the one opportunity they had to show Scrooge actually doing real work and that work turning into an ingenuity that pays off in the form of profits. He uh, built the yes. railroad. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. That would have been a really fun. He's like, well, there wasn't anything, but I actually built a full <laughs> railroad. I built a transcontinental railroad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but instead he strikes gold accidentally. Yeah, he strikes oil. Black gold. Texas yeah. tea. That's what I mean. Yeah. Texas tea. And yeah, so then he he has the the oil and I I, I lost track of so much going on here. Well, he does um, some problematic colonialism and steals oh God, steals diamonds right. from Africa. Oh, Africa. We have to talk yes. about the pigs. This is such this is so tone deaf 80s Disney. This is almost hilarious. Like they looked in the future and found various things that would make us uncomfortable. They looked in the picture and they looked in the mirror, saw themselves, but instead of not liking it, totally didn't get the <laughs> didn't get it. Yeah, so the pigs, pigs it, the, this fancy party. Pig gentry. Yeah, these fancy foppish pigs. These two pigs are like, hey, you want to get in on our African diamond mine scheme? Blood diamonds? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and so then, absolute. And, it, and Scrooge doesn't say, no, that's incredibly bankrupt. He instead yeah. says, I can, I can, I can one up this scheme. I can make yeah. this schemier. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, and let, it's so dumb. This is the cartooniest, stupidest shit that oh, they say God. that Cole. So. Every all the diamond mines are basically so you know taken except one bit of land that is cheap because it's coal and apparently it's so <laughs> hot in too Africa hot to need coal. in the one the one you know single biome of Africa uh, <laughs> of the country of Africa it's so hot yeah. that coal is useless yeah which like oh boy um, great. okay <laughs> so so Scrooge buys the coal land the this area this mine. And put some peanuts out on the land. Oh, my God. And that draws elephants to come over and trample the ground and compact the coal into diamonds, which is maybe the most ethical way to get diamonds. <laughs> it's so true. It's 100% true. And I think Cruel what they were trying to show was how his intelligence led to some sort of payoff. Right. Yes. But it does just read as incredibly tone deaf cartoon logic. Yes. Yeah. God, that's it was just so weird. Like I, I was, I was a like a gape. My mouth was open. <laughs> like I can't believe that this is where this episode led to elephants pounding coal into diamonds, and this is how he made. You know, God, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, and not to mention the like little touches of like just seeing the few African people we yeah. see are the like you know <laughs> tribesmen people with leave leave <sighs> pants and everything. It's like I know, oh I boy. Know. Oh, boy. I mean, not to mention these pigs with diamond mines at fancy parties. Like, like Scrooge wasted no time getting in with the shitty elite. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so then that's the end of the flashback sequence. We go back, and then, like, it's like, Now nah, are you rich, Uncle Scrooge? And he gives the whole line about, like, Do you see? For the first time since I left Scotland, 
I have a family. And having a family to, to share my wealth with makes me, well, truly rich. Does that mean we can have a raise in our allowance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying we're a part of like your your fulfillment, so uh, pay up, dog. I thought that was funny. <laughs> It yeah. was funny. And We're providing actually... you tangible value, and we expect to be compensated. <laughs> <laughs> You're benefiting much... from the love you put towards us. <laughs> yeah, in as much as that, uh, like, this episode needed a little saving, I felt like their relentless capitalism in the face of the, <laughs> yeah. the like... The schmaltziness? The, the, the really nice schmaltz at the end. Like, I feel like that did save it for me a bit at it the It did, end. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, and let's all take a dip in the money pit. Like, all right, yeah, dope. Well, uh, I just took some Benadryl because the dust is really getting to my allergies. Um, is that on theme? Is that does that keep us going? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, total, I'm totally I'm totally there with you. The Benadryl is adding a lot to my enjoyment of our episode. Okay, cool. Um, hey, remember when I so, said cocktails? I ah, boy, I wish you didn't. Um, <laughs> here's my question to y'all. So we came back two ducktails because we were forced to um <laughs> because we were very nicely asked to to watch ducktails again um and to give it another shot how do we feel about giving it another shot after that first run 2 years ago uh i enjoyed them i, I and i got to get my classic my classic walter zingers in there so <laughs> it was, yeah uh, we do I don't mind giving you the opportunity to shit on Walter's memory, um, <laughs> but I do. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm glad we went back because it is it is, you know, with a little bit of time in between. It is nice to go back and get an extra taste of a show that we've already watched a little of. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that was kind of the that was kind of the impetus behind it to begin with was like we do specials of shows that we don't think we want to watch for more than one week. But that's not right. always the case when we actually dive in and we oh God, I said dive in. That's not always the case when we watch <laughs> and like, you know, sometimes we get some surprises and obviously we knew DuckTales was good, but like, you know, yeah. some of the other ones even that we have on our, our poll, we have a poll, I think still live right now of, of uh, another set of these of like shows that we've already watched. If you want to vote on that, you, all you have to be is a $1 patron. Uh, yeah. But great. But yeah. That's, that's what's, uh, you know, I think, I think it is fun. It's, it's fun. Like I said, with a little bit of time in between to go back and, and get another, Another little uh, sample size. We also struggle on this show of picking episodes to watch and finding out what the right episode to see. Do we see something late in the game when the show is really the best it is? Or do we see the pilot and see the way the show was sort of intended to be from the beginning? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, the best way to be to watch everything. But but we want to be blind when we go in. So we don't pre watch anything. So it's always kind yeah. of a bit of a gamble for our show. So, yeah. And sometimes we maybe didn't pick the right episode to watch. You know, maybe there's a <laughs> there's just a really cool, crazy, interesting, funny. Something out there that we haven't seen. And so like we, we didn't watch that that Oscar or Emmy winning kid video episode. <laughs> <laughs> it might be out there. Um <laughs> It might be. Um, it's not. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I enjoyed these episodes a lot. I think I enjoyed them a lot more than the, the episodes we watched two years ago. I did I too. Uh, 
So I glad I'm glad we get to see a little more. Not the, the least of which, just because we were trying, we were still trying to pack in three a week, which is stressful yeah. and hard to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was good, and I look forward to revisiting more shows in the future. I, I, I had a good time. For showsies, for showsies. Then we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.